Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Innovation Through Insights, where we talk about online business, writing, and how to monetize your offer. I am your host, Kieran, and today we have Bernie, who is a content creator around the crypto, web free, and DeFi space. He breaks down DeFi, DAOs, and where the space could be heading long term in this episode, so tune in for more. Before we jump in, I have one simple favor to ask. If you enjoy the episode, drop a follow or like, depending on if you're on Apple Music or Spotify. And if you really enjoy the episode, drop us a five-star rating on either of those platforms. Okay, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Enjoy my friends. Bernie, welcome to the podcast. Hey, CRM, how are you? And thank you very much for having me, bro. Oh, it's great. Oh, yeah. My, my name, everyone gets it wrong. It's Kieran. Um, most people say Kieran. Yeah, it's Kieran. Sorry. But, uh, so no, let's no, start. Fine, <laughs> yeah, so let's good. just start. If you don't want me to, to call your name, I can say anything else. So don't worry. Okay, but you're not the only one, hope... man. Like, everyone yes, gets that wrong. Yes, sorry. So no, no, there, there's a problem that you should solve. I use yes. the Bernie because Bernardo is very hard. So yeah, he's, yeah, I don't should. know what I change it into. Maybe I need to shorten it down or something because <laughs> everyone gets yeah. it wrong. But yeah, man, um, thank you for coming on. I'm I've loved your threads about web free crypto. You've grown very fast on Twitter as well from writing about it. And I mean, if I jump straight into the questions, I'm just interested when when you found crypto and what was your initial reaction when you found it okay okay wait um okay wait a second because if we want to go down that road that means that okay i first i first started to to know about crypto and all of that quite a, a few years ago okay but for a while i've never got very interested uh, I was going through finishing college and starting to work at Deloitte, where I still work nowadays. Uh, and those were my biggest concerns and goals at the time. Um, and just now, and, and even more because crypto and DeFi, they are very financial product oriented. And I'm not so much that person. I'm much more about people and uh, connections and marketing and whatever. So um, I just got the buzz. I knew what crypto was. I was on top of the biggest trends and I was in some communities already, but just learning in a passive learning way. Um, but I got very interested as soon as I got my interest to NFTs. So the moment that I discovered the NFTs, um, in a couple of months, I, I decided that I wanted to go full time on, on it. So that's exactly what I'm trying to go right now to, to do right now is to go full time into Web3. Um, and because NFTs and Web3 and DAOs, these two are the biggest trends that I really want to go into is NFTs and DAOs, because I truly believe they will be a huge shift in how we work and how we capture value over the next couple of years. So yeah, that has been my journey from a couple of years to a couple of months into a deep thing. That's awesome, man. And I think, I think most people have an idea of what NFTs are, but can you explain in shorts for kind of people new to crypto, what a DAO is? What a DAO is or yeah, yeah. just how okay, it works. So, and, yeah. 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 Uh, so, okay. 
a DAO, a DAO is a very cool concept because so nowadays what we know is that we have to have a job at a company, okay? And that company, it has some incentives for us to be focused on our work and be as good as possible and we get compensated according to our job, okay? And this is the go-to since the post-industrial revolution time, okay? So over the, the past 150 years to 100 years, we have been working for companies, okay? Uh, where we have a central entity that says, how we should work and how we will be compensated according to our skills and our job title and the career that we can design. But DAOs, DAOs, they come to introduce a very different concept, which is a natural evolution on what we already know. And DAOs are mostly a way to compensate the employees, or as we nowadays call them, the contributors into in a more, in a more teamwork sense, okay? So let's see an example because talking about DAOs is a very abstract thing. Let's just see an example here, okay? Wikipedia is this huge encyclopedia that everybody knows about and has been around for decades now. But the problem with Wikipedia is that people working for Wikipedia, they have not the right incentives to contribute with the best information, to be there full time, because Wikipedia is a foundation. They don't have salaries. They have never raised money from investors. So they just live from donations, okay? And the problem is that the people who give these donations to Wikipedia, they have no power on what to say about the future vision or the future roadmap of Wikipedia. So DAOs try to come up with this model where you can contribute to a DAO, get rewarded by that contribution, and that reward it can be by having an NFT or getting rewarded with tokens, whatever. And then you can align your interests according to your to the DAO interests because you can be much more incentivized in providing the best contributes possible and to be proactive and all of that. So DAOs are a, a different way of organizing people around a certain mission, okay, to solve a certain problem, to provide value for a customer or whatever, but where employees have different incentives to work as a team, okay? And since, since they are completely remote, at least from right now, it allows for everybody around the world to actually contribute to a company where there is no headquarters. So you don't have to move to Silicon Valley to raise or to rise through the, 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 the ladder of Facebook, let's say, okay, you can work for a Facebook DAO or something like that and to rise through the ladders by contributing and by having a say on the future vision of the company. Okay. So I hope it has been clear enough. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so kind of in short, it's a community of people and they all get a collective decision. They all make a collective decision on how yeah. whatever they own moves forward. Yes, aligned with proper incentives, uh, with tokens or not. But yeah, okay, in short, we can say something like that. Yeah, bro. Okay, that make, yeah, that makes more sense. And I'm interested with going into kind of Twitter now how when you were learning about how, how, how you saw twitter as a opportunity vehicle to talk about you know web free nfts crypto what did you see in twitter before you started growing really fast 
Okay, so Twitter is first and foremost, Twitter is a community centric platform. Okay, something very different from all the other platforms because there are a ton of people who are simply creating content. And this is content based on knowledge and educational content, okay? It's not fluffy content or fashion branded content, nothing like that, as you see on Instagram, for example. And Twitter is very much about ideas and sharing your thoughts and sharing your thought process and being clear. And that's the biggest barrier on Twitter. And the moment I understood that some of the best minds out there are on Twitter creating content for free, explaining their points of view regarding certain issues, I knew that first Twitter was the go-to platform that I wanted to spend most time. Uh, until then it was YouTube, but the problem is that YouTube is very asynchronous, okay? So Twitter it gives, gives us this opportunity to actually engage in a real-time manner with someone who has just tweeted something about something that we believe also or something like that. Um, so it was a no brain for me to come to Twitter, uh, starting to grow on Twitter. It was a commitment thing. So I decided that I really wanted to become someone in this web three NFT space because I have my own ideas. I have been learning a ton and I, I believe I can add a, to a ton of value to, to the people who follow me. So I've started to create content initially for content creators and secondly on web three and the NFT space and all of that. So that has been my journey. That's awesome. And you use threads as a big vehicle to kind of share your yeah. knowledge. How was that done for your account and expanding your knowledge as well in the crypto NFT space? Yeah. So creating threads is really the way for you to start to, to create an audience and to start to grow on Twitter. Okay. And the, the thing is the why behind writing threads. Okay. Uh, and and why is creating threads the way to grow on Twitter? Because threads allow you to expand on some topic that you are trying to teach people about, okay? So people can really, they can build some sort of emotional attachment to you and to your way of thinking or the way you think about something and they can engage by providing more value on top of what you have wrote or written about and and, that's why Twitter threads are a great way to go if you want to grow your Twitter account. Uh, for me, it was also a no brainer because for years uh, that I have been writing, okay, I have been writing, but in Portuguese because I'm Portuguese. So I have been writing in Portuguese for years. And suddenly the only thing that I had to do was to start writing also, but in English. So it was a no brainer for me. Right. So it was a great way to, you know, yeah, learn the language and yeah, that's awesome, man. And um, yeah, so with if you're like new, because this crypto space can seem if you're brand new, it can seem so overwhelming, right? Completely if overwhelming. You... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it seems like Twitter is a great place to start learning. But is there anywhere else if you want to get involved? Where would you recommend to start? Yeah. Okay, so I would say that 90 to 95% of what is happening in the web three and NFT space is happening both on Twitter and discord servers. Okay. Um, so that would be the first place to go is create a Twitter account, 
start to follow a, some people on the NFT or Web3 space, DAOs doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, and then just start to join a couple of Discord servers. So most of these people, just like me, we are active or at least, yeah, at least as active on some Discord servers, uh, no matter if it is from DAOs or NFT collections or whatever, but we are active on a, a, a lot of different Discord servers. So there's where a ton of action happens, okay? But if you are completely new and you start by Googling it, it will be harder because most of the best information about Web3 and NFTs and how to find a good collection to invest or a good project to be involved with, it isn't on, on Google, okay? It isn't on Google. It isn't on, it, it is not on, on YouTube, for example. It's not on Instagram. For most of these different platforms, NFTs and Web3 is just a fad still. Um, and that's it. So for example, I'm launching a YouTube channel in, in a couple of weeks. I'll be launching my, my, my YouTube channel in, in English. And my idea is exactly to start to create some content for beginners about Web3, NFTs and all of that. So part of the content that I have been creating as Twitter threads, my idea is to convert those in videos. But I know that it won't be as easy to grow on YouTube with Web3 content and NFTs as it has been on Twitter. So that's, that's what I would say to everybody who wants to learn about Web3 is come to Twitter, reach me if you want to, um, and let's let's have some fun. Yeah, so you've obviously grown fast on Twitter. You've got um, you've, you've got a plan with YouTube, as you just said. Is there any other platforms you think as well that you're going to dive into, like maybe Medium with yeah. crypto, or are you looking to kind of really grow? Yeah, me, me, me. Yeah, Medium 2 is a good place to find some good articles, okay? Um, also, there are a couple of newsletters very good, like the Not Boring uh, from Packy McCormick. Um, McCormick, sorry. Uh, Chris Dixon is a good guy to follow his website and uh, some of his articles on Medium. And that is something that I have on my personal content creation roadmap too. Okay, so I have already a newsletter, but I haven't published any, any issues still yet. Uh, and my goal is to start launching, um, start writing my newsletter uh, and start to expand also as a content creator to other platforms like Medium, my personal blog, um, perhaps start to repurpose some of my content on LinkedIn. But these are, at least right now, these are not the go-to platforms to start learning about Web3 and to go down the, to deep dive on Web3. Those are not the go-to platforms. I believe that during 2022, we will see a ton of other creators just like me trying to expand to other platforms. Okay, but until the moment that media writes about NFTs, not as a scam, but instead as good projects, um, and to create some awareness there, I think that most people, they still are afraid about what NFTs are and what DAOs are and whatever. So I think 2022, this new year, it will be huge to increase awareness and to increase reach on other platforms. Yeah, and you mentioned kind of outside of Twitter and maybe the, the media as well, the negative perception of NFTs. Why do you think there's a negative narrative outside of kind of Twitter discord, you know, why do you think the average person looking on it is not kind of not seeing it yet? You know? 
Yeah. Um, so I, I think there are at least two or three big arguments. Okay. So the first one is that most people, they don't know how to evaluate uh, these projects. Okay. So yeah, if someone told me that Bipli could, could sell an NFT for 69 million, that's just a JPEG and I can't understand the value beneath it. I would say that's completely nuts. Okay. There is no intrinsic value. But the thing that most people doesn't understand is that behind the JPEG, the JPEG is just the package of an offering. Okay. Is like the, the package, the box of a new iPhone. Okay. So you are buying the phone, but it comes in that huge, great experience packaging, as we all know from pro, uh, Apple products. And the JPEG is exactly the same package. Okay. So it's a marketing thing. Um, the value of an NFT is the smart contract beneath that JPEG. So when you are buying an NFT, you are buying some sort of value proposition, some utility, something like that, that will create value for you or for others. Okay. And that's why it's so important to get involved in some, some projects, uh, to try to really understand what they are building, what type of value they are trying to, 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 to create and to deliver and not just buying a JPEG. Okay. So this is perhaps one of the biggest assumptions is, okay, NFTs, they are just JPEGs. I can't understand what they are. So let's demonize them. The other one is just because it's different. Okay. And people are demonizing NFTs just they have just like they they have been demonizing or they have demonized uh, PCs and computers when those first appeared and then the internet back in the 90s and then even recently a lot of people love to hate Tesla um, and for years Tesla was one of the most hated companies out there and suddenly they came to stay and to become this new thing and this new way of building cars but just because it's different it doesn't mean that it is bad uh, but most people they don't like what is different they like to operate in a world where everything is just as it is so these are the two biggest arguments people don't know what it is and just because it is different people tend to hate it or something like that yeah and you mentioned how when you buy the nft it creates value long term what are some of the best examples you see of that in projects that are creating long-term value yeah so when, when we talk about long-term value, there is a ton of things that we can say about it, okay? So to me, value can be, for example, me being able to support an artist that I believe in, okay? And in that case, yes, I'm just buying that artist's art. It can be a, a song, it can be a, a, a picture, whatever. It can be video, whatever, you name it. But I'm just supporting that creator. Okay. So that's the type of value is I believe in this artist. I believe in this creator and I want him to keep him or her naturally, but to keep working on that kind of craft that I love. And that's why I am supporting them. Okay. The other type of value is, for example, I can look, look Gary V, for example. So Gary V launched his V friends NFT collection. Okay. And his collection, his NFT collection has a smart contract that will allow everybody who has an NFT to get some perks from Gary V himself. Okay. Like, for example, attending his events, uh, having access, for example, let's, let's assume that he's giving a giveaway or he's launching a, a, a new book. Okay. People who bought his NFT, he can 
give do to those people the book for free, okay? And just because you have bought the NFT, you'll, you will get the book for free. But if you haven't, uh, you will buy the book as a regular customer. So the value that you can create is by building different paywalls or different perks and levels according to the person who is buying into your vision and into your team. And I truly believe that the next season or the next generation of startups, a ton of them will use NFTs as a way to make some initial investment round. Like instead of going to angel investors, they will launch an NFT collection and people who believe in that startup, they will be able to buy an NFT and fund the startup. You know, so that's another value proposition or another use case that you can imagine. Cool. And I know you've mentioned smart contracts and some threads. I'll drop the threads, that thread in the description. But can you briefly explain what a smart contract is for someone who doesn't know? Yeah. So a smart contract is perhaps one of the most sophisticated but easy to understand things about Web3 and NFTs, okay? So imagine a contract, okay? So I sell you a car accepting that you will pay me, let's assume $5,000 delivered in a one-time payment, okay? So this is a contract. I'm giving you a, a something, a good, and you are paying me the value, the price for that good, and assuming some conditions, which is you paying me the full amount in the moment that we make the transaction, okay? So this is an agreement. Um, but nowadays, for us to have this agreement, we have to meet each other or we have to have something written down in a, in a document that we both have to sign, okay? So a smart contract is exactly like a, a regular real-world normal contract, but instead of being written in a document, it is in code, okay? And what does that mean is, imagine a code that runs an if condition, okay? So if my account has 5,000 plus at day Y, that means that the, the good car will be passed on to you, okay, to your account. And this is a smart contract, okay? So everything runs smoothly based on code uh, and you don't need intermediaries, you don't need notaries, you don't need lawyers to revise your contract, okay? And that's the biggest thing beneath every NFT is every NFT has a smart contract and on that smart contract, it lies everything that you will get by buying that NFT, okay? So part of the value proposition comes from there too. So overall then, what is exciting you most about this space? Because, you know, you've, you touch on a lot of uh, topics and, you know, you write about yeah. a lot of different topics. So what is, what, what is the long-term vision here? Like what you see and what's exciting you? Yeah, man. Um, so overall, I would say that the entire space is very exciting right now because, um, so I've missed the first internet boom. So the web 1.0, uh, because I was too young. And I've missed the web 2.0 because I wasn't in Silicon Valley when the big companies like Uber and Airbnb and others like those started to emerge. I didn't live in, in Silicon Valley, nothing like that. Uh, but nowadays, the cool thing about web three is that given to COVID and a ton of different circumstances, all the, 
all the Web3 space is being completely remote and online. So you can be in Kenya, for example, and be very active in the Web3 thing, something that during Web 2.0 and Web 1.0, you couldn't. You had to be in a certain place. So just the fact that now you can have access to um, an entire shift over an entire reality, which is the digital internet-based reality, is already a very exciting thing, okay? Because every person on earth can contribute to what the internet will become right now, okay? You don't have to move to Silicon Valley or Seattle or New York or something like that. The second thing is that there is such a, a huge gap between the user experience and the type of products that nowadays we have been building over the past 20, 30, 40 years on the internet. And now Web3 brings us a, a huge different way of thinking when you have to think about building something new from the user experience to the user interface, but also the way on how you deal with all the architecture, the infrastructure, all of that. So suddenly we have a huge amount of new use cases that we can start building right now from entire new startups to entirely new things to provide value and to build a better world and a better economy uh, for people around the world. So I'm very excited with all of that, you know, regarding where we are going, I have no idea. Okay. I, I, I have no idea. I just, I know that web 2.0 and web 1.0, it won't die. Okay. So the world is big enough to, to have room for everybody and every type of use case. Uh, and no, not everything will be built on top of Web3 or blockchain. That That's a myth. It won't happen. It won't happen. But the thing is, there is so much to be built that I believe we will have in 10 years a better world than what we have nowadays. So that's what I'm betting on. Yeah, so a big advantage you mentioned to Web3 is kind of access to anywhere around the world. What are some yeah. other big possibilities you see when you compare Web3 to what Web2 and Web1 was? How has Web3 got an advantage? Yeah, um, so another thing, for example, for Web3 um, is a thing that most people don't, can't understand regarding crypto. Okay. So crypto. So for most people, crypto is just this hype thing around cryptocurrencies where a bunch of guys are making a ton of money, but almost nobody really understands that. The thing is crypto has a, a big mission and the big mission behind not all the cryptos out there, but mostly DeFi and some apps like those in that space is to provide bank access and financial instruments and financial access to people who nowadays have no access to financial institutions, okay? And who are these people? So are people from Latin America to Africa to South Asia to whatever, you know? There are a ton of people even nowadays who have no access to financial, financial services. And that's still a big problem because having... Having access to finance uh, allows you to to leverage your opportunities and leverage what you can achieve in in life. So that's another thing that I truly believe that Web three will bring to everybody is more access to institutions that nowadays are fully centralized. That by building decentralized applications and by 
allowing this decentralized access, more people will gain or will get rewarded with that decentralized access to different things, okay? We can talk about finance, but we can also talk about jobs. You can now, for example, apply to work for a DAO, no matter where, where you live in the world, okay? And you can rise through the ranks, no matter if you are in Africa, Europe, America, or Asia, whatever, okay? So there are so many different things that Web3 can make to improve our lives. Yeah, and in many parts of the world as well, right? They don't have access to banks or the banks are maybe corrupt in some way. Do you think yeah. that, do you see that as another huge possibility of DeFi? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving yeah, people yeah. who don't have access to banks a financial yeah. system. Yeah, just, just like I was telling you is that nowadays there are a ton of people. So we are talking about billions of people, okay, who have no access to banks or they, their countries have a very poor coin and they have a very poor um, access to, to goods and services. And just by tapping into, for example, having Bitcoin as the go-to coin to every digital transaction will allow everybody uh, to have access to a, a ton of different services. Um, and just by, for example, you being able to borrow money from someone somewhere who has more money than you and can spare some of that money to you, it will be awesome because nowadays banks, they demand a ton of things from a regular person just to open an account. But some people, they don't have some of the basics. Um, and yeah, DeFi, it is already, it has already a ton of different use cases allowing unbanked to get access to financial services for the first time. So. And with DeFi, is there any disadvantages you see that might stop it from growing right now that needs to be fixed before it can really populate around the world? Not really. No, not really. I think that both for DeFi and Web3 and even for NFTs, we are just talking about time. Time is the only thing that mm. we have. We just have to be patient. That's what I believe. Yes, I think that things will fall, things will crash, some things will be scams. But at the end of the day, in one, two, three, four, five years, I believe that the best projects will keep having people working for them. The best solutions will keep existing. Um, and yeah, so in the future, on in the long term, I believe that DeFi is just a matter of patience. DAOs, NFT, all of that is just a matter of bringing more people into understanding what type of value those things can actually create them. Okay. And you can, you, you can't bring the entire world, you know, this is, this is something that is happening and will keep happening over the, the next couple of months and years. So it's just a matter of patience, I would say. Yeah. And going back to kind of the writing, especially on Twitter as well, where's your long-term vision with that as well? What in say five years, do you, where do you want to be with your content creation around? Whoa, crypto? okay. <laughs> yeah. So in five years, um, five years is a very long time period for me to think about. Um, I, I think I would stress out if I had to think about a plan for my next five years. Uh, but I can tell you for, for, for sure that 
this year, my, my goal is to increase my reach on Twitter. Okay. So right now I have 20 K followers. Uh, and while I don't believe in followers, what I know is that behind every following account or ev every account that follows me is a person. And what I really want is to increase my impact and my reach. Okay. So unfortunately we measure everything regarding our number of followers, but I'm not that okay. But the thing is, I want to increase my reach on Twitter this year from 20K perhaps to 150 or 200K until year end. Okay. So 2022 will be all about uh, creating more content on Twitter. But also something that I really want to start to do is build my own YouTube channel, having my newsletter, building my personal website and start to scale some of the things that I am doing already. Okay. I can tell you for sure that in one or two or two to three years, I hope to be present in most of the different platforms out there regarding content creation. I want to launch my own NFT as a content creator for people to have to be able to support me. Also, I want to create my own personal token. So my creator token, so people can also have different perks and a financial upside according to my success. Uh, I can tell you that I want to have a podcast. I can tell you that I want to write one or two or three books. I don't see myself to stop creating content. You know, I know also that I want to have my own company, but I don't know where my company will be about or what my company will be about. If it will be an agency to help people create their NFTs or if it will be a platform for creators, whatever, you know, but I want, I know that despite the fact that I can have a company or multiple companies, I want to keep creating content, uh, both on Web3 space, NFT space, DAOs also. Um, but also other interests that I have. So amazing. Yeah. And, um, I know you recently, I believe released kind of a discord community. Do you want to just yeah. drop a little plug there about what, um, your goal is with that? Yes, I can. I can share a bit about that. So I, I have launched a discord server, uh, discord community, and this is to be honest. To be honest here okay so this is just my first step into trying to build my own community okay i really want to have a private discord where i can have a couple of people to whom i can give more attention okay and why because having 20k followers is already huge okay so just this morning i spent two two and a half hours just answering replying to dms and while I love to do that, that's a huge amount of work. So I have to build a more, a, a better way to engage and build relations with those who first support me, but second, uh, I can create pure value to them. And my idea, yes, is to build a community. I want that to be a private community. Uh, and I want to build different levels on the people who want to have access to me, you know? So that's my first goal here is to teach people who want to become content creators. They can join my, 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 my community and I will help them to grow their audiences and to learn the right tools and the right strategies, but also people who want to launch their own NFT collections and people who want to delve into the Web3 space because these people, most of the times, Web3 is very overwhelming, so they really need some guidance. And I want to be the guy that helps them to have that guidance. Okay, so that's, that's what I'm trying to build here.
Amazing. Yeah. But I think this has been a great conversation. I think we've gone over quite a bit and yeah, I mean, yeah. thank you for coming on. I, the last question I have is where can people find you? And like, you've just mentioned what you have to plug, but where can people find you? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the best way to find me still is on Twitter. So, Hey Bernie, that's me. Feel free to DM me. Okay. Or if I can reply to you, or if you see that I don't reply to you, in a couple of days, sorry, um, <clears throat> make sure to reply to some things that I write or make sure to quote tweet something about me because that's the best way to get my attention, okay? Um, the second way is try to come into some Discord, my community, my Discord server. A lot of people can invite you in. Uh, so make sure also that if you really want to get access to me and have me to, I don't know, work side by side with you in something, make sure to, to, to make it, um, the, the best way possible to, to get my attention. Okay. And I, I don't want to pretend here that I'm cocky. I'm just a guy who has a ton of people trying to get my attention. So sometimes it's harder. So just make sure that I know that you are trying to get my attention. Okay, because I, I, I try to answer and reply to everybody the best I can. Okay, um, and that's it. Yeah, Twitter is still the yeah. best way to find me. And so was okay. this your first ever podcast? No, my second one. But uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll be on many. I'm sure you'll be on many more. But it's been a pleasure, yeah. Bernie. Thank you. Thank you. 2022. So much. I hope I am. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you once yes. again, my man. <laughs> yeah okay um thank you for listening guys in a bit yeah